welcome to <laughs> episode 103, the second annual Wasties. <laughs> That's right, we have made it two years now doing this beautiful podcast. I'd like to start before we get into anything by uh, raising a toast and reading our mission statement. Boys, if you join me at the podium. A few guys from Massachusetts with some logical and ludicrous sports takes, but no one to hear them. Now we are delivering our otherwise wasted takes while getting wasted. Let's get wasted. Chin chin. I'm drinking for two tonight. Uh, we have our lovely studio audience. Thank you guys for being here. All right. Uh, we have Cam. He could not, he unfortunately could not make the trip. You know, we're trying to be uh, uh, smart about the Omicron. So he's uh, coming to us live from Florida. He'll be in chat to answer any questions you guys have about our excellent podcast. Um, all right. So two years, a um, lot of shows just celebrated our hundred episode uh, three episodes ago. So we talked a lot. We did a lot of, uh, you know, reminiscing there. Um, so I won't get too, too into it, but we had another great year. Um, we saw, you know, Cam become an official Florida resident. So not so much just Massachusetts now. We brought two states together. Tucker went through a big life change with the uh, restaurant business, but we picked up a new sponsor along the way. So podcast stays winning. Dylan became actual functioning member of the podcast this year. Uh, so that was incredible. And myself, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to put it together every day. You know, I'm just trying to put the best takes out there. Uh, last Wasties, I came, I came out empty handed. We'll see what happens this time. Um, but I am looking forward to it. Let's get right into the show. We know everybody got a busy schedule. It is Christmas time, so let's get into it. Uh, the first award of the year is going to be the Totally Wasted Take of the Year. Now, as you know, this uh, award goes out to the person who came up with just the most ludicrous take they could think of, formerly known as the Wastedest Take of the Year, but that's a bit of a mouthful to say. So, um, But your nominees are Andy Reid will go to the hospital three more times this NFL season, given by Dylan. Um, of course, you remember Andy Reid almost died after a football game, got sent to the hospital because he's big and fat. And uh, unfortunately, this didn't come true, but it was an incredible waste to take. And uh, we've heard that people laugh at it every time they read it. So great job, Dylan. Second take is Tom Brady is worth plus or minus 14 points in each game, meaning that if he's in a game, they are going to score 14 more points or the opponent will score 14 less points as a direct result of him. This was one that brought up a lot of debate, a lot of discussion. Um, it was right after the Super Bowl. Um, kind of a crazy one. Doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, especially when you talk about spreads. Doesn't make any sense at all, but it's out there. Um, our next, that was given by me. Our next take is Simone Biles, who is the GOAT of GOATs, the best athlete ever, will win five goals in Tokyo. We all know who that went. Didn't go that way. She, she had the tummy troubles and had to sit out. That was given by Tucker. We had a lot of debate about if she was a GOAT of GOATs. Turns out, maybe not. Um, and finally, uh, birds are not real. The U.S. government sent birds to crash the Utah Jazz's plane uh, in order to protect LeBron James's rep so he wouldn't lose to them in the playoffs. That, of course, can only be given by Cam. Um, so, without further ado, pull out the award here. The award <laughs> for Totally Wasted Take of the Year goes to Birds Are Not Real by Cam Abderhalden. As I said, Cam is uh, Cam is remote right now, so we will pull him up in order to uh, accept this award. Cam, we'll turn it over to you. You're muted. <laughs> Typical Cam. For the course. Always muted. It's an absolute honor to accept this award this year. Um, you know, when I came up with this idea, it it really just it was. It's kind of the name of the game when it comes to ways it takes, right? So you think of the show, you think of our mission statement, and we come up with some logical ones. Sure, we'll hear those a little bit later. But the ones that really get the people going are the takes like this, where you think outside the box. The jazz is playing. You know, it crashed. Engine broke down. Birds were inside of there. Guts everywhere. And, um, you know, the first my first thought was really this show. And, you know, the, the craziest thing I could make this. And um, I stick by it. I really do. It's an honor to win this two years in a row. You know, it's the name of the show last year with the ball drop take. The ball's not going to drop. And then this year, 
birds aren't real. LeBron's LeBron's reputation was was going to be smeared by the Jazz. Obviously, that didn't happen. Government can't control everything, but it's an honor to accept this and uh, thank all the fans for voting. Thank you. A beautiful win for Cam, of course. The ball won't drop take last year, taking it home. Um, I will ask that our studio audience, unfortunately, we have to keep it down. We are late here, late hours. But thank you for your enthusiasm. We appreciate it. Um, all right. Our next presenter, uh, this, this dubious award was given to him last year um, for delivering the worst take of the year, uh, Tucker McNinch. <clears throat> Welcome. And our next award is for worst take of the year. Do I remember what my worst take of the year was last year? I do not. I'm sure it was bad, but you know, you live and move on. So for our options for worst take of the year was Trey at last year's Waste of Take Awards made the take. If Brady wins another Super Bowl, Bill Belichick should retire. Tough take given the current season. Next was mine. Jamar Chase is a bust. I don't regret my take at all. Um, I'm sorry, but he couldn't catch. He can't catch, and I'm still convinced he's had a few bad drops. Still going to be a bust. Not looking back on it. Uh, next up was Rob Tanyan will be the top receiving taste. Hold on. We've got a producer in the oh, air. They're in, they're in the uh, can any of you drive stick? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we're, we're still the on. delay was Cam's take that Rob Tanya will be the best receiving tight end in 2021. Not looking good. Pretty sure he's out for the year. Um, Dylan was Vladar will start for the Bruins in 21, 22. He got traded. He got traded. He got traded. Is he, he playing? Traded. Yes. Not for, Not the, Bruins. for the Bruins. But he is playing. I Good for him. Said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the winner of worst take of the year goes to Trey for his take that Bill Belichick should retire. I'll just get my own award, I guess. Oh, shit. That's oh, all right. I got it. I got it. Wow. Um, my first wasty, actually. So huge, huge honor for me. Uh, went home empty-handed last year, but uh, this is a beautiful award. Um, but I mean... Oh you know who I am as a Patriots fan. Um, are we muted? Yeah, it's muted. Unmuted. <laughs> um, unmuted. How oh, long yeah. has it been muted for? The entire time. <laughs> no way. <laughs> There's no way that that happened. All right, we're not supposed to be muted. Maybe if you go like this. <sighs> All right, we're having a bit of a scuffed waste this year. <laughs> what? We could end the live and start it again if we need to. Okay, okay, we'll we'll find out if you can hear us. It's more important that we put out the podcast. Um, but I'll finish this award, then we'll take a brief commercial break. Um, but we know who I am as a Patriots fan. I get high and get low very easily. Um, but you know, these things happen, and I'm taking home an award because of it. So. Uh, thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Um, so our next presenter will be Dylan. Um, we will take a brief break on live for Dylan to come up and present the uh, take of the year, which he won last year. So one moment, please. In the meantime, while we're on a break, just want to go ahead and shout out our sponsors. Um, that's going to be the old Heritage Tavern and Grill. I think Old no. Heritage Tavern still a sponsor, maybe, and then um, also the One on One, a newly newly found sponsor that we got this year, thanks to uh, Tucker, who is an owner. So just want to shout out our sponsors. It's there. Cam, we will uh, be back after just a couple minutes. Cam, if you don't mind checking our live, just to make sure that we have audio. <laughs> Was it? Did we just do this whole episode? No, because they were playing it earlier and it had audio. Okay, so we'll cut be. this part out of the pot. Ah, who cares? Can they hear? I don't know. We're good? We're good. We're good. Yeah, we're All right, good. to continue, good. like I was saying, um, thank, happy with my award. Our next presenter will be the deliverer of last year's take of the year, Dylan Benham. Dylan? Woo! Yeah! 
All right, so yes, last year I had the take of the year, and it gives me great honor to uh, tell this year's take of the year. Our nominees are Zach Wilson will be a Josh Rosen-level Rosen bust <clears throat> by Cam. Jonathan Taylor will lead the NFL in rushing, Tucker. Trevor Lawrence will lose his first four NFL starts by me. And Mac Jones will be the first QB in the 2020 class to win a playoff game. And the award for take of the year goes to Tucker with Jonathan Taylor will lead the NFL in rushing. I think you already have one of these. <laughs> Thank you. It's a huge honor to get this award. Um, might not have gotten many points in the boards this year. I think I ended off the year with three. Uh, but it just proves that all the listeners, you cookie. Good job. Are stupid <laughs> because I had all the best takes of the year. I won Waste of Taker of the Year last year because the fans were smarter. This year, the fans weren't as bright. Didn't vote me for nearly as many awards as I deserve. But I'm glad that we realized by the end of the year that I had the best Wasted Taker. Wasted Taker of the Year last year. Best take of the year this year. It's an honor. An absolute honor. Uh, and next up is to the stage is Trey for the Special Secret Award. Yes, this award... This award was added um, minutes before the show, mostly because I have a plaque that resembles this award. But, um, you know, the Waste of Takers, we came in last year. We didn't know a lot about podcasting. We didn't, some of us didn't know a lot about certain sports. But we <laughs> threw ourselves into the grind. We grinded hard. And no one grinded harder than Dylan Venom. The guy has logical takes every, every episode, well-researched. Backed up by stats, takes that none of us have. Just we just shoot from the top. Doesn't matter. Dylan, he's got stats to back it up. So I proudly present the first ever most improved ways to take her award to Dylan Benham. <laughs> I, I can't well first <laughs> off, thank you. Thank you very much. The takes have improved. I don't know if they're always logical, but it's definitely better than it was last year. I remember showing up to the first episode thinking we were going to talk about sports. All we talked about was football. Yes, football is a sport, but not well known to me at the time. Um, I think now this year I've watched more college football than everybody but Cam on the show, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, I think last year I was last in the ways to take polls. This year I was Second, uh, Trey had a nice come from behind vi victory there. Spoilers. It's everybody knows. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that later. But no, it's great to to be uh, recognized for the amount of football I've watched and sat on the couch and done nothing to do that. So it's been great. Thank you. Yes, congratulations, Dylan. A, a truly special award. Um. All right. So, as you know, Wasted Takes, we sometimes like to reach out, branch out, uh, bring on some guest hosts. Um, we get these insights from other people that want to come on, talk to us. We had three guest hosts this year. One of them is in-house and is nominated tonight. Uh, so our first our first guest of the year nominee is Linnea Mylock. She came on during, I think it was Road Trip Snacks list, guys. A couple list, guys. She came on for a couple list, guys. She puts the headset on sometimes. She puts the headset on. She comes in. She gave uh, she gave a take for uh, she gave a take last year. She was nominated for guest of the year as well. But she came on, did a couple lists, and you know, always eager to uh, interact with the podcast. A great guest that we had. Uh, so nominee one, Linnea Myla. That's my girl. Our second nominee came on to purely dump on me. For um, my condiments list that some people would say aren't condiments. Cheese is a condiment. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but this guy, he knows, you know, he's, he's a big listener. He knows a lot about the, the food industry. So came on to dump on me. Um, but that would be my uncle. 
and Tucker's father, John McNinch, nominated for Guest of the Year. Finally, um, we, of course, aren't a soccer podcast, never claim to be. I hate soccer. Um, but, you know, we did have some big events in soccer this year. What did, what did Italy win? Europa? Is that what it was? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. But England and Italy played for some cups. And uh, we had Simon Borat come on as a guest. And he broke down the game, obviously, from the English perspective. Um, I, he yelled at me for my talk of the peace sign being a slur. I guess it's not. Maybe it is. I don't know. But anyways, our final nominee for guest of the year is Simon Borat. My old soccer coach, yeah, Simon, yeah. I know him. And the award <laughs> for guest of the year. We're out of awards. No, they're, they're back there. The award for guest of the year goes to Simon Borat. <laughs> I will uh, accept this on behalf of Simon. Just remember, it's an honor to be nominated. It's an honor. And maybe you'll win something later in the night. This you is never a waste know. of my time, and you lost the listener. Um, all right. For our next <laughs> award, I will send it remote and bring up Cam, who is currently not at his post. So um, I'm here. I'm here. I'm in, in the meantime, I will just say thanks to everybody who listened this year. You know, we appreciate it. We appreciate all our listeners. I know Tucker called you stupid. It's not necessarily true. I would never say something Just like that. Twitter fans. I would never say something like that. But You've said it times. let's bring on Cam. And uh, oh, Simon's in the chat. Congratulations, Simon. Uh, we will bring on Cam for our next award. All right. Can everybody hear me okay? Yeah. All right. So next award is uh, going to a couple people that we really admire on this podcast because we don't have many of them. Um, there's three in particular that we pointed out this year that we noticed uh, kind of interactive, but also, you know, message us on the side and it, it just proves that they actually do listen to the podcast. So this year's award is listener of the year and we have three nominees. The first one is going to be the defending champ. That's Marge Perot. Um, she is a work friend of Tucker's mother who has a lot to say about the show. And you can tell she listens, and we appreciate every week that you do. Second one is going to be John McNinch. Um, Jonathan mentioned and was a nominee for Guest of the Year this year. Um, that's Tucker's father, if anyone didn't know that. And the third one's going to be Sam Waugh. That's a cousin of Trey, one of my good friends, hung out with him a couple times. Great guy. <laughs> Uh, we don't hear much from him on social media. Every once in a while, maybe chirps in. Sam, but, uh, uh, to, to interject, Sam pulled me aside Thanksgiving said, where's Dylan? And I said, how do you know Dylan? He says, I listen to podcasts every week, bro. So had to throw him in there. So that's what we're saying. You know, you, you reach out to us on the side. I understand maybe you're a little bit afraid to get involved on the social media. Um, but we appreciate you, Sam, for listening. This year's award for listener of the year. Winning the headset is going to be John McNinch. Woo! That's going to be Tucker's father. Um, don't believe he's in studio today, but Tucker, if you will accept the headphones on his behalf, give those to him. I'm sure he'll really appreciate that just as much as we appreciate him. So thank you, John. Any words for your father, Tucker? Uh, if he was here, I'm sure he'd say he appreciates it and would probably call us all idiots because he constantly tells me it every time that he listens. Yep, so uh, John is a classic ways to take fan that listens out of hatred, uh, just like Ben Herrick, who was nominated last year. Ben fell off, though. Um, all right, our next award will be Social Media Fan of the Year, presented by Tucker McNinch. Social Media Fan of the Year? Yep. Yeah. Uh, People that interact with So, our... No, not our last award. One of our awards is Social Media Fan of the Year. A lot of people interact on our Twitter, our Instagram, all that. But we decided to name one, the only, the social media fan of the year. And there were six nominees this year for social media fan of the year. The first up is Lindsay Kelly. I only remember her telling us to do a list once. That's the only interaction. She commented on a lot. She comments on a lot, apparently. So Lindsay Kelly is our first nominee. Gotcha. 
The second social media fan of the year is Connor McNish, my brother. Yeah, Connor! I'm pretty sure he just calls us homophobic every time that we do anything, and I think that's his only interaction with the podcast. But good for Connor. Proud of you. Third on the list is Lindsay, Cam's girlfriend. Always listening to the pod, not because she wants to, but because she has to, because Cam is in the room with her. Congrats to Lindsay for having to put up with us for the entire year, every single year. Fourth up is Ben, used to be a listener, uh, now a social media fan. Hates us. Hates us. Just hates us. You know what, Ben? Fuck off. (laughs) Fifth up is Linnea, uh, is always in the podcast, pre-show, almost every week. And on top of that, is constantly helping. Commenting on every social media post we have. Suggested a few lists. And last off is Christina Anello, Trey's girlfriend. It looks like half the list is just people's girlfriends. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Way to remind me that I'm single. (laughs) Real nice of you. Um, And the winner for Social Media Fan of the Year is Connor. No, I'm kidding. It's Lene. (laughs) I'm humbled and I'm honored. I'm not going to say I didn't deserve it because I really deserved it. Thanks, guys. (laughs) It's been a great two years. What a a social media superstar she is. All right. So put that back in the fridge. We need it. (laughs) So if you ever listen to the pod, you'll know that in the offseason of the NFL, we sometimes struggle. Maybe not Dylan so much. But the rest of us sometimes struggle. And uh, sometimes there's just not sports to talk about. Um, this segment of watching movies was introduced as a COVID pastime, uh, much like Marvel Racing. We all remember that one. That one was great. Um, but we went through and ranked some of our favorite movies this year. Um, so much like the Oscars, we are a better award show. So we're just going to steal their thunder. Um, these movies are not from this year, but we ranked them nonetheless. So our nominees are Parasite which is a Korean film that I think three of us watched. Great film. Uh, Moneyball, of course, sports-related. Get extra points there. Flight. One person watched this, so it cannot win. I'll tell you right now, Flight did not win. Um, My Cousin Vinny, a classic. Uh, Mona Lisa Vito, who has been referenced by Bill Belichick, so you get the time sports there. Um, And finally, The Pianist, which I think one person watched as well. I I didn't watch it, certainly. Um, so the scores were for Parasite, 8.5, Moneyball, 8.1, Flight, 8.1, My Cousin Vinny, 8.5, and The Pianist, 8.3. We went to Twitter for the poll. We asked you, which movie you like more? And the award for Best Picture, as you can see, this is a fantastic picture. One, some would say the best. Um, best Picture goes to My Cousin Vinny. Wow. Uh, to accept this award on behalf of... Uh, Joe Pesci, Marissa Tomei, and a couple people who probably never were acted again in films will be Cam Abderhalden, as he was the one who suggested. So we'll turn it over to our, our Florida correspondent, Cam. Well, thank you very much for the award. Uh, <laughs> best picture is is something that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, it, when, I, when I nominated this, a lot of times when we go through movies, we want to, you know, Make make it a movie that somebody else doesn't want to watch just to kind of get after the other guy. But I feel like this is a movie that you know everybody watched and everybody seemed to like. I think Trey was the lowest score with a seven point nine, and you know overall it's just it's it's a great movie. It's one that I've seen multiple 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 times. One of my uh, dad's favorite movies, if not his favorite, and. You know, I, I, I really appreciate this award. Last year was Ocean's Eleven. I think maybe after maybe after our four year wasties, we do a uh, movie of the movie of the four years just for a Twitter poll nominee. But anyway, appreciate the award. Thank the uh, Academy. It's all for me. Congratulations to, to the, the people who made that movie 25, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It was an old movie. Um, all right. Our next award. Let me pull up my agenda here. Just to make sure we are on the straight and narrow. Also, I just want to give a shout out. Um, Waste It Takes has surpassed 10,000 all-time listeners. So, let's hear it for that. Listens, listeners, semantics. 
All right. So we introduced another segment this this past year, post Wasties last year, which was list guys, where we list things. To present list of the year, we go to Dylan Benham. All right. Uh, yes, list guys was introduced by Cam and Tucker, I believe, about halfway through the year. Um, all right. There's uh, there's some dispute it was between Tucker who and Cam. came up it with was it. I will. Either way, I was non-involved. But um, this is where at the end of the end of the podcast, each week we'll list off our top five. Favorite things, whatever we decide to talk about that day. Um, and this year's nominees for our inaugural year, uh, we have ice creams, mobile games, school or school cafeteria lunches, <laughs> and personal sports memories. And the winner is school cafeteria lunches. A lot of engagement on social media for this one, whether it was Instagram or Twitter. I think we talked about it. This is one of our longest list guys of the year um, on air. So um, this was definitely a good one. Uh, I still stand by the turkey lunch, even though everybody else hated it. Um, it's by far and away my favorite top one. Um, so the award... Um, no one gets an award for this. We don't get an award, but honorary award. But, but we get a plate, a plate, <laughs> the plate award to whoever came up with school cafeteria. Might have been you or Cam? Uh, to me. No, it was Tracy. <laughs> that was, that was me. Manja, manja. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I come up with great lists. Um, to if I could interject, I don't know if you can hear me. Go ahead. Um, uh, I want to veto this. I voted for this, but veto the top four in the running because fast foods was our best list by far. I don't mean to interrupt you like that. Steal your thunder. But fast foods, we went on for like 45 minutes about that's our best list. Beyonce should have won that. That's all. Um. Well, the way I did it, Cam, was most engagement on our list guys post. We weren't doing list guys yet. But we, uh, that was a great list this year. Next year, we'll have a better pool of nominees. But another thing we introduced this year, spice up this, this social media feed, was punishment of the year. Um, punishment of the year, of course, when you gave a bad take, you got punished. The um, least voted on. This was the least voted on category? No, no, if you were the least. Oh, if you were the least voted person in our ways to take polls, you were Punished. So to present the punishment of the year award, maybe the king of the punishments, who just walked away, he's coming back, Cam Aberhold. Absolutely an honor to uh, announce the winner of this award. Now, you said king of the punishments, and that doesn't necessarily mean I had the most. I did, but... I think I just I, I fulfilled them to my uh, absolute best doings. My first one was the cinnamon challenge. Crushed it, almost defeated it. Couldn't do it. Not a big deal. Ruined my phone, as Connor pointed out. Uh, my second one was the Warheads challenge. You take every flavor of Warheads in a pack and you give that a shot. Absolutely nothing. Everything feels like was uh, was food wise, but. That's besides the point. And then my last one was the Saltines Challenge. If you guys haven't seen that, go ahead and give it a like. Go ahead and give it a share. Crush the Saltines Challenge. Um, but here are your nominees. So Punishment of the Year first nominee is going to be Tucker. His full-clothed shower. Um, this was the only punishment that Tucker actually did. So he could have been king of the punishments, but he didn't do... Four out of the five that he was given, <laughs> something like that. Couldn't buy saltines. So, saltine shortage. Yeah, he took he took the L there. Um, then my cinnamon challenge was the next one. Personally, like my saltine better, but the cinnamon was a little bit more entertaining. I will agree with that. Spit it out all over my phone. Had to wipe it off. I have an iPhone eight. I don't need that kind of destruction in my life. It's already <laughs> bad. Um, then Trey's Coke and Mentos. Um, 
good effort on that one. Didn't get the whole coke down, but you love coke anyway, so I feel like that was a fitting one for you. And then Dylan Banana Sprite Challenge. Very glad, and I'm fine to tell you that he did not win. Worst challenge of all, <laughs> by far. One little tiny sprite, opened the banana the opposite way like a monkey. Didn't like it. People were freaked out. People were nervous. We lost viewers for it. Um, but that to pronounce that the winner of Punishment of the Year was Tucker's Fully Clothed Shower. Now, he said that he missed a lot of punishments, but when he did do it, he did it 100%. And we appreciate that. So, Punishment of the Year. This one's going to you, Tucker. Here you go. Tucker, come up and accept your award. Hi. <laughs> I'd like to say thank you all. Jesus. I'm giving it to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was about to get punched in the face. Uh, I'd like to say thank you all for this award. Um, yes, I only did one challenge, but when I do it, I do it better than anyone else. Uh, they did like 10 challenges. No awards given. I do one. I win. Again, shouldn't have lost as many challenges as I did because fans are stupid, all of you. <laughs> but I will say, you know what? You did one thing right. You gave me the award for best punishment of the year. So thank you. Tucker, like you said, does get involved often, but when he does, it is electric. So finally, I will ask Tucker to come back up last year's taker of the year to present this year's taker of the year. <laughs> And now for our most prestigious award, Taker of the Year. Taker of the Year uh, takes the entire year to get. You have to have sufficient takes week in and week out every single week. <laughs> pander takes. Um, do as some people pander and pick local sports team and say local sports team will be good this year. Yes. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do to win. I didn't win that way, but you know what? If other people want to win that way, I completely support it. But it is rare air. There's only ever been one Wasted Taker of the Year ever in the history of Wasted Takes. It was me. And I am happy to announce that Wasted Taker of the Year will remain in the McNinch family. The only family to ever win a Wasted Taker of the Year. This award goes... Trey McNinch, Wasted Taker of the Year. Congratulations, cousin. Woo! Woo! Cheater! <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, you know, we started this year. I fell a little behind. Um, first person I have to thank is Dylan. Uh, Dylan, last year, finished last in this race. I finished third. Um, but Dylan raised his game, forced me to raise my game. So just want to give a shout out to Dylan. Congratulations on, on a great year of take still. Um, it was a good battle. It was a great battle. Came down to the end. You actually, to, I will announce right now, this week's winner was Dylan Benham for his take that Mac Jones will make more money than Brady's last deal and his Woo! next deal. Um, so it was a one-point race. I won 16 to 15 against Dylan. Um, I'm not going to lie. Some luck came in along the way. Um, had to win a few dice rolls. Had to win a few coin flips. A lot of dice. So I know, I know this... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get yelled at for cheating the coin flips, cheating the dice rolls. I did not cheat once. I can say that on my life. I, I played a fair. I lost a few too along the way. And uh, but now I think we'll have a more efficient method next year, so we don't have any of this this talk. But I know I'll also get yelled at for being pander picks. Listen, I watch New England sports when I watch any other sports. Sometimes you have to make takes on what you see. So I make these takes. I had some stinkers. I want, I took home worst take of the year tonight. So I had some stinkers. I also had some good ones. Um, just want to thank my fellow podcasters, all of you, for elevating my game. Um, you know, I worked hard for this award. I'm extremely excited to take it home and be the reigning Wasted Take of the Year. Tucker, thank you for that lovely speech. Step your game up next year, kid. I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming back two for two, back-to-back. Uh, back. Um, but... I, I can't believe it, honestly. I'm speechless. So thank you. Thank you to the, the listeners. Thank you to everybody who votes on the polls. Keep voting for my takes. We all know they're the best. Waste take of the year. So that'll do it for the second annual Wasties. Again, just want to say 
Um, thank you uh, to everyone involved. Tucker, check your phone. I think Cam's texting you. Just want to thank you, say thank you to everyone involved, everybody who's ever come on the podcast, everybody who's ever voted on a poll, anybody who ever's liked an Instagram post, anybody who's ever listened to the podcast. It is one of my favorite things when people come up to me and say, hey, I listened to Wasted Takes a couple weeks ago, or I've listened to Wasted Takes a few times, or I listened to every show. I mean, it's, it's the best thing to hear. We do it. We said this a couple weeks ago. We do it to stay together, to stay in contact. We don't do it for clicks and views and likes. Um, but we um, we are happy that we're keep we're, we're keep going. We have no intention of stopping. So if you are not a listener, tune in. Uh, I know that our audio quality is not great. Might buy a mic this year. It's year three. Said- <laughs> might buy. I might buy a mic. Um, we said that last year. We said that last year. Well, now I have a little bit of a disposable income, not to flex. But <laughs> um, no, I actually don't. At Forty dollars the holidays. Government, man. <laughs> not at the moment, actually, with the <laughs> with the holiday season. But um, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to our Instagram live. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see you at the third annual Wasties. Cam, do you have something to add? Well, I was going to say um, one. I think we should stay live during the Wasted Takes segment. We will be staying live during Wasted Takes, so if you want to stick around and get those, you you will we will um, be here. The, the second thing is reaching out to our audience. If anybody has had a Wasted Take brewing, they haven't had the chance to spill it, we're going to be live. And if you want to request to join the live and get in on the Wasted Take, we're giving you a chance to be the first uh, guest of the year for Waste to Take Season 3. So if you have a Waste to Take, want to come in and spill it, we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, we'll be taking one entry. So everybody get up there. If, if, if no one enters it, which I'm guessing it will happen, no big deal. We'll get it. We'll do it ourselves. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's jump into the first Waste to Takes of Season 3. So... Now, I know a lot of people that listen are probably thinking Trey got off easy this week because the Colts came in, whooped the Patriots. Patriots had their worst loss of the year against the Colts uh, on Saturday night. And we're not going to talk about it because we got the wasties. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I don't have the take fully formed. I'm going to form it as I speak. But the Colts, if you haven't been watching Hard Knocks, I I highly recommend you check it out. Um, They have been an interesting story this whole season. Uh, They suck to start the season. Now they're coming back. They look as good as anybody. Um, So they came out. They kicked the crap out of the Patriots. The Patriots look flat. I actually think that the Patriots beat themselves more than the Colts beat them. But I'm not going to go into semantics here. Um, But basically, the take's going to be pretty simple. The Colts are the second best team in the AFC. They have jumped the Patriots. They have jumped the Titans. They have jumped everybody else, Chargers. They are the second best team in the AFC. The reason I have to put them second is because of the quarterback. Carson Wentz wanted to give away that game the other night. He didn't do it um, just because the Patriots didn't let him do it. Um, he threw a bad pick late, but they are a quarterback away from being the best team in the NFL. I truly believe that. Their defense is unbelievable. DeForest Buckner is great. Um, what's the Leonard? What's what's his first name? Darius. Darius Leonard is unbelievable. He has a punch out every single game. He is a master of the punch out. I've never seen anything like it. Their running game, unbelievable. Jonathan Taylor, Tucker's take of the year, leading the league in rushing, legend of the game. Um, Torched the Patriots the other night. Uh, Put a dagger in my heart. Um, Their O-line is fantastic. They are legitimately a quarterback away from being the best team in the NFL. I think they're the best, second best team in the AFC. I think they leapfrogged everyone with this one over the Patriots. Do I think the Patriots can beat them in the playoffs? Yeah, I do. Because they played like crap. But I think they are the most complete team of the AFC outside of the Chiefs. Chiefs are number one. Colts are number two. Um, Cam, you want to jump in on this one? Yeah. Um, Trey, we'll start off the year hot. This is a connection take. I, I love this. And I think it was Dylan who brought it up last week. We were talking about the AFC and the, the wild race between everybody with similar, the same records. And Dylan was the one that said, well, I think the Colts have a shot. I didn't really buy into it um, until I watched them play the Patriots. And I think it has actually a lot of, to do with coaching as well. I think that was a very well-coached game. Um, I I love the Colts. 
this year. I agree with you 100%. Carson Wentz is, is not the guy. If they did have, you know, somebody a little bit better, they would be, you know, on the cusp of being one of the best teams in the NFL, not even the AFC. But I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. Right now, the way they're playing, the win streak they're on, they are the second best team in the AFC. 100% agree with you. Correct. All right, who's next? Jump up to the podium. Uh, I'll jump up on this. Uh, I've been high on the Colts for a long time. One least take of the year, saying that Jonathan Taylor would lead the league in rushing. Saw it from the start. Um, but I can see them as a top team. I don't know if they're number two in my mind. Uh, I think the Chiefs are the clear number one, especially after the win over the Chargers. But I think the Colts are one of those teams. They're great some weeks, but they're mediocre others. They're just not one team that I trust to do well every week. Do I have a future on them to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Got them at 15 to 1. Great odds. Uh, but I don't see them as the second best team right now, just because you never know what Colts you're getting. I'm pretty sure they're 7 and 7 right now. So. I'd like to believe it. Would you, eight and six? Oh, okay. They're the second best team. Okay, <laughs> eight and six. I'll give it to you. It's one more win, but you know what? It's good enough for me. Colts, second best team in the league. Oh no! I paused the line. Uh, my bad on that pause. Tucker agreed. Colts, second best team. Uh, Dylan, go ahead. Yeah. Four yours. Yeah. So, um, I was a bit high on the Colts. Uh. Last week, because I think they're one of the only teams in the AFC that's ascending. Um, most teams that are uh, kind of top are either on a decline or they are um, kind of staying stagnant. Um, and like Cam said, they're really just a quarterback away, or maybe Trey said that, a uh, quarterback away. Um, and that's what it is. That's the inconsistency that Tucker's talking about. Um when Wentz has one turnover, I believe the Colts are like one in five. So um, it comes down to the quarterback and um, <clears throat> and uh, on another note, for the Patriots' sake, though, I see the Pats. I see this as a good thing for the Pats losing this game because they're going to play this team in the playoffs potentially. Um, I would much rather have lost a close game, uh, putting the other team feeling like they know that they're better, um, and like falsely, you know, give a false sense of security where the Pats can come in, um, and play a different, uh, play style. Maybe Belichick in the second half of this game, this past week, uh, didn't stop, didn't reveal all of his, uh, tricks on how to stop the run and, and things like that. And um, it seemed like a very par for the course uh, game for the Pats. Um, so I'm excited for them to like, you know, just do whatever they have to do to win the game against the Colts in the playoffs if it comes down to that. So I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not happy that they lost, but it, it's a good win for the Pats or a good loss for the Pats in that, in that case, in my opinion. I mean, Mac showed some nuts. I won't lie there. Uh, he came out in that second half, and he he slung it a little bit. Uh, Cam, did you have anything more to add? I thought you were interjecting there. No, not much. Um, all I wanted to add was the fact that Dylan Dylan might have – you were mad at Dylan earlier this week, right? So. Oh, I forgot to mention quick, that, yeah. Yeah, quick backstory is Dylan put in the chat before the game the Pats are due for a loss. Now, I personally, as a non-biased guy, don't think that Pat, uh, Dylan was saying the Pats should lose this so that they don't get on their high horse or anything like that. I think he was just saying they've been playing really well lately and they've been beating you know good teams, bad teams, whatever. Um, and at this point in the season, in the Pats, you know, they usually lose you know, one of these types of games. So that's what I kind of thought of it. And the fact that Dylan's not following up on that was saying he's not glad they lost. But if they meet in the playoffs, you know, you don't really beat Belichick twice in the season. 
So right now they're not scheduled to play uh, Indy, but anything can happen. Um, that's all I wanted to add. Yeah, no, let me address that. Uh, Dylan sent before the game in chat, Patriots are due for a loss. What are you doing? What are you doing? You can't put that karma out there. They came out flat. It was because of that text. You cannot send that text, Dylan. You can't. You can think it in your mind. Do not put it out into the world. That was a karmic bomb you dropped on me, and it made me upset. It made me very sad. Anything to say for yourself? It, it, they're just words, you know? It's they're not. They're, not. That's they're not, not just words. That's not, that's not going to change. I'm not implanting uh, any sort of factors into anybody's brain because of the words I say before a game. My brain. It, it, the players that, that matter. They know. care about what I think. I know they do. <laughs> okay. No, I also have to put my hand up. Uh, I went to a bar for the game. I am 0-2 bar games this year. Not leaving my couch for another Patriots game. Um, all right, who's next? Uh, I'll go. Floor's yours. Uh, everyone watched this week. The Lions stunned the Cardinals. 30-12. to 12. Rods. Or 14, something. But the Lions, absolutely gritty team. They got a gritty coach. They just need some skill. They're going to get in the draft this year, and I have decided the Lions are winning the NFC North next year. My reasoning behind this? Absolutely nothing. I just love this team. I love rooting for this team. And you know what? They got that vibe to them where if they get a couple of guys that are good at football on the team, they could make a run at it. So, yeah, next year, Lions, NFC North champions. Cam? Cam would like to go. All right, I'll, I'll, grab, I'll grab the camera for Cam. So, I, I, I want to hate this take because one of my takes in the past was all Detroit sports teams should move elsewhere. There should be nothing in Detroit because if you look at Detroit sports teams right now, there's nothing going for them. Now, my mindset has changed this year with the Lions, despite being the second worst team in the NFL. Um, I love the Lions. And I put this in the chat earlier. I love the Lions because they have nobody of note and they just play hard every single week. Do I think they're going to win the NFC North next year? Next year? Absolutely not. However, there's some, there's some, there's some merit to this. Aaron Rodgers, it seems at this point like he's going to stay. It seems like he's had no qualms this year. Nothing's changed. He's loving it over there. He loves his teammates. Um, but if he leaves, and then Kirk Cousins, there's there's questions around him leaving and going somewhere else to, to have a shot at winning. Good riddance. That'll make um, better. Yeah, so if those two guys leave, it leaves you with the Bears, who are god-awful, with a game and a half better than the Lions this year and a touchdown win over them on Thanksgiving. I don't hate this take for the fact that I've been a big Lions fan in the past couple weeks just because they play hard with nobody good. And I was thinking about it. Their receivers, they're not noteworthy at all, right? Quintus Cephas, Amon Ra, same uh St. Brown? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Go ahead. TJ Hawkinson's good. And then they have um, Van Jefferson, who's a a solid three. He was a solid three for the Rams. So if those guys continue to develop, Jared Goff is serviceable. Their offensive line's not terrible. Pettin can lead that. I mean, I think they're playing for their coach. I don't want them to get rid of Dan Campbell at all. I think that it's it's absolutely possible that they do win it. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Um, all right. Uh, I'll give my take on it. Uh, Tucker, I disagree. Uh, I don't think they're going to win it either. Uh, I do love Dan Campbell. Um, actually, I don't. I don't love Dan Campbell because he's a meathead coach, and I'm sticking with that take. He will not win anything. Um, for the, I, I disagree with this take for the, fear, the pure fact that the Lions will never be good. They will never be good. It's just going to happen. Cam, I'm sticking with your take that Detroit sports teams are bad. Um, also, you can't fill all the holes they need in one offseason. The best they can do is sign a guy, maybe Chris Godwin, but who's going to know? Who knows what his knee's going to be like? 
Um, they need a receiver. Uh, they need to draft a quarterback in the next three years. They need to fix their defense. They have too many holes. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers staying, but I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. I, I think they're a loser franchise, and I don't think you'll get to stink a loser off them. Dill? <clears throat> yeah, so I, I agree with Trey mostly, but I like where Tucker and Cam are coming from. Um, no, uh, the Lions are, are not going to win the, their division next year. Um, but like Cam and Tucker both said, they're playing with heart. Um, they're out there competing every single game. And it's one of those things where, you know, they only have what, two wins now? Um, and a tie. And a tie. But I feel like the record doesn't show, um, or it makes them look worse than they are. Um, and I think that. Uh, their coach is going to be, you know, one season under his belt uh, after the season. He'll he'll get better. And, and it's one of those situations where the team, no, is, is definitely not good. But it's not like the Jets situation where, like, last season, you know, they were the worst team in the league and they weren't even trying. So um, it's like they have heart. They feel like that, that they have a chance to win every game. And uh, with – you know, in a few years of like Trey said, if they get some pieces, uh, fill some gaps, I think they'll be decent. I need a quarterback, need a defense, need some offensive weapons. I mean, they need a whole lot of things. It's basically a new team. Um, but the compete level is there, and that's what's great to see out of a team that's only got two wins. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. I mean, it's a bold take, Tucker. Start off the year bold. I don't hate it. Uh, Cam, race the take. We've lost all yes, of you. Yes, sir. I've had this one brewing since right after our uh, episode last week, so I'm excited to get it out there. As you can see, I'm wearing a Florida State jersey today, and that's for a reason. Um, one, the other jerseys that I have are not applicable. Um, if you guys haven't heard about my jersey curse, I'm going to explain the jersey curse real quick. Every time I get an NFL jersey in the past five years, curse. First jersey I got, Odell, traded. Second one, Jalen Ramsey on the Jacks, traded. Third one, Joe Burrow towards ACL last year. Third, fourth one, George Kittle this year. Immediately got hurt. Day I started wearing it. Fifth one, I said, okay, I'm going to the Giants game. This was uh, two weeks ago. I'm going to the Giants game. I'll order this jersey, and there's it's a legend jersey. Nothing bad can happen. I'm not going to get anybody on the team. One, because I don't want them to get hurt. Two, I don't like anyone on the team. So I got someone that's a legend, and it didn't come in for three months. After the game, it finally came in on Saturday. It happened to be the same Saturday that Lawrence Taylor, the jersey I got, got arrested. So there's a jersey curse, player one going on, only happened for the NFL. Anyway, my take is that uh, everybody heard um, about the Florida State recruit that got – he, he flipped his um, commitment. Commit. Yeah, right. So his name is Travis Hunter. No, Hunter Travis. Hunter Travis? I think it's Travis Hunter. Too confusing. Two first names, bad. Bad. Can't have it. Travis Hunter, he was a Florida State commit for a year and a half. Now, out of nowhere, didn't tell Mike Norvell anything. Nothing Mike Norvell can do about it. He flips his recruitment. He throws down the Florida State hat, and he commits to Jackson State. Now, that happens to be the school that Deion Sanders is uh, the head coach for, who also works for Barstool, who gave Travis Hunter, essentially gave him $1.5 million to go to Jackson State, which, what? I mean – it's not breaking the law. It's just bending the rules, which is fine. Um, so that happened. But my take is that it's a chess game, right? So next year, Florida State's not going to be good again. They're going to go six and six, maybe seven and five, probably five and seven, somewhere in that range. But Deion Sanders is inching his way in. He's getting all the recruits. He's still talking to Florida State. What's going to happen? is in two years, not this next season coming up, but the year after, Deion Sanders is going to become the head coach of FSU, and he's going to bring all of his big boy recruits with him. That's the take. 
Uh, Cam, I love this take. Um, I was talking about this with my roommates the other day. I think I was talking about it with Ben. He's in chat. Shout out. Um, yeah, he's building a resume right now. That's all he's doing. Uh, it's cool. It is cool to see these big name guys go to HBCUs. And I think the NIL deals are going to make this happen. Now, Primetime has denied any involvement with Barstool in this. Any involvement with... I don't know if he's involved. Did, did he did he say that they didn't pay him? What I heard is that Barstool signed a deal that just... I mean, it, it's complicated, right? Because they didn't break the law. They didn't break the rules. But they did everything at the same time that this was happening. And it was all kind of kept under the under the table. So Dion works for Barstool in a, in a sense. And he it's all connected somehow. I don't know the logistics. That's not really the point of my take. Um, it was just kind of yeah. a side note. Yeah. No, anyways, I, I mean, he said that they didn't, that Barstool didn't pay him. I can't imagine this dude flipped without getting paid. I mean, he has, he said he dreamt about going to Florida State his whole life. So I think that this is going to happen more often where these smaller schools are going to be able to pull in guys, which I think is good. But I 100% agree, Cam. I think he's just building a resume. I think people are going to see this and they're going to say, wow, he's legit. Who wouldn't want to play for the best cornerback of all time? You know, a top 10 guy in the NFL in the NFL history. Uh, who, who wouldn't want to play for this guy? I think he's just building a resume. He will be going up to the to the upper levels of college football soon. Um, and I, I, why not go to Florida State? It's a perfect place for him to go. Um, when's the last time Florida State's actually done anything good? Um, so I like to take Cam. Tucker? Um, I'm against this tape. Listen to a uh, interview with Dion today. He is very much into the whole HBCU scene. He's like very proud of his whole HBCU thing. So I think he's trying to make uh, his school, Jackson State, a powerhouse. So not buying this take really. I uh, don't think he's leaving. Think it's just gonna be like one of those schools. Like Clemson was the only ACC school. You don't have to worry about Jackson State out of whatever fucking conference they're at. So they also just got beat by South Carolina State, who was six and five. Um, I don't think that any. I I almost put this in the take, but I don't think that Jackson State's going to be a threat to anybody in the FBS. So that's that's not part of the take. I think he's going to realize that he's even with all these recruits, he's still not good enough to be at that level and he's going to want to keep moving up and he's going to end up going to FSU and FSU is going to have to take him because he's going to bring all the recruits with him. Yeah, Tuck, I'm going to disagree with you and agree with Trey and Cam. Um, you're always looking to bump up. You know, the, the guys, I didn't even, never heard of Jackson State. I don't know. I don't really care about it. Um, but if he's got the opportunity to go somewhere else based on what he's been able to accomplish at a smaller school, um, I feel like, of course, he's going to take it. So, um, and he, he seems to be like the type of guy who, um, you know, finagles his way. You know, we're talking about bending, not bending the rules, staying within the lines, but a little maybe, maybe uh, riding it close to the edge in the rumble strips here or there. Um, but uh, that's the type of guy who, you know, <laughs> maybe the integrity is not there. He's just doing doing it maybe for himself to get that publicity to then bump up to the bigger school. So I could see that. Um, it just seems like if he's doing kind of shady stuff, he might be doing it for himself. So if he's looking out for himself, it makes more sense to uh, take a better job if it's off, offered to. So I'm agreeing with you because of that. Why not move up, Tucker? Why wouldn't he want to move up? Because he's going to make Jackson State a powerhouse. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Yeah, you can do it. Never heard of make a powerhouse. Uh, Dylan, your ways to take if you would. All right, switching gears. Talk about a little hockey. We got the Olympics this year, which is bananas. We got Winter Olympics coming up. Um, COVID cancellation. It became known today. Today, NHL players will not be going to the Winter Olympics to play in the hockey events. So, uh, as a result, the powerhouse team, it will be Russia. Because they got their own league. Russia's 
loves Russian born players love to play in Russia. Um, and you know, they're going to stack their, um, their Olympic team. And, you know, they're going to, they're the clear front runners now. Um, which brings us to a particular situation that happened a few years back in 1980. And a bunch of ragtag college kids from the United States of America, good old, uh, beating up against the dirty, big, stinking Russians. So we're going to have the same situation this year. I'm saying USA beats Russia in the finals. A repeat miracle of part Miracle Part 2. That's the tip. I mean... I'll go first. Uh, I can't disagree with this take out of my sense of loyalty to my country. Um, yeah, why not? I, I don't know anything about hockey outside the NHL. Um, did you say what the reason was for them not allowing the players? I think COVID stuff. Hey, COVID stuff? Yeah. Co- whatever it is, it's stupid. They should let NHL players play. Um, you know, with this Omicron thing going on, you know, the, the NFL has been affected heavily. The yeah, I don't know if the NBA has. I, I imagine it has. I think it has because I've seen a bunch of Celtics players out. But Omicron has affected all these leagues. And it seems to me that it's more of a, you know, it's just more contagious, maybe not more dangerous. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to touch on that. But it seems to me that they should, they should let these NHL players play. But if they're not going to, why not have a miracle on ice situation part two? I think it'd be beautiful. I think it would, it's because of COVID. Yeah, so it was because of COVID. I think it's stupid, but at you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Why not? You know, it would be a great thing to unite this nation. You know, we're segmented. Let's get together. Let's root for our hockey team. Uh, Tucker, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think this is awesome. I mean, Miracle Part 2 sounds incredible. Um, do I know anything about hockey? Absolutely not. Do I know how the USA amateur hockey team is doing this year? Absolutely not. Uh, are they just taking college kids then? Yeah. Uh, Don't is that ask what me. they're going to do? Anybody who's <laughs> not an NHL. All right. Um, Can they take retired players? Yeah. Probably. Get them in there. Yeah. Screw it. Get everyone in there. People that are um, Russia sucks. I mean, they're not really good at anything. They're good at hockey. Uh, they're all right at hockey. They're better at drinking vodka. They'll probably be too drunk to play. Yeah. And fascist governments and killing people. Um, but fuck Russia, fuck everyone from there. We're going to beat the shit out of them. Just like we have every time they were too scared to fight us in the cold war and they're going to get their ass kicked now. I love it, Tucker, uh, going all out on the just xenophobia, but can't hate it. Um, Cameron, go ahead. Yeah, I love this as well. I pretty much have the same stance as Tucker. I don't know anything about anything, but it's, I mean, it's USA. So 100% agree. That's the best take. Love it. All right. Um, it seems like we have nobody that wants to join the pros. Step up to the big leagues and give it wasted takes. I know Ben's in chat. Uh, Ben has given a waste take on the show before, but it seems like he's maybe a little too scared to do it now. But um, that's it for Wasted Takes, episode 103, the second annual Wasties. Congratulations to everyone. Uh, Tucker, did Cam just text you? Yeah, he said a list, guys. We don't have a list, guys, ready. I thought we had Christmas movies ready to go. Oh, I do not. I do not. There's too much going on. List, guys, postponed. I mean, we always do Christmas movies after Christmas. Christmas goes for like another two weeks after Christmas. So, uh, no list guys tonight, but we get, we gave you a full show. Um, congratulations to all our nominees. Congratulations to all our award winners. Congratulations to us. Two years down, 200 more to go. We're never stopping ever. Um, but yeah, that's Waste of Takes episode 103. Check us out on our socials. Uh, we had a big poll week this weekend. We will continue the polls all year long. Stay tuned next December for the third annual Wasties. Will I defend my crown? Yes. Um, <laughs> will we have a new best movie? Yes. If you want to suggest a movie, do that. Will we have a better list guys segment? Yes, we will. This podcast is going to the moon. I'm going to get a mic. I'm committing right now. I will get, if I don't have a mic by the next Wasties, I will forfeit my crown. Okay? Everybody hear that? Um, check us out on our socials. 
Uh, thanks for getting wasted with us for two years. And we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>